Welcome to College Football Father-Daughter Style Week Kid Edition with me, Steve, and my daughter, Laura. Hi, everybody. This is Laura. How are you doing today, Laura? You know, I'm doing pretty good today, Dad. Good. How was your weekend? You know, it was good. I've got to hang out. I went to a Halloween party, watched some football. Uh, we'll talk about that later. But uh, I think you probably had a pretty exciting football-filled weekend. I had a wonderful weekend. We all missed you. As if you listened to last week's show, you know that I went to the Western Kentucky University homecoming game this weekend. We used to have season tickets. Laura had season tickets with us. My daughter, Megan. Kelly would go. We would meet Megan's friends. We had friends from high school. It was just a huge thing. So this weekend was like a reunion. It was it was an absolutely wonderful time. Yeah, I miss having season tickets for Western Kentucky football. It was it was really fun. And even so, though it wasn't like a school that I cared about or went to, right? I did care about it because my sister went there and it was so fun to just go to football games. Yes. And tailgating, just a whole overall experience. So we had 30 chicken, steak, and shrimp kebabs. Absolutely delicious. We had a friend who brought some chili. Wonderful. A little bit spicy, but it was wonderful. I beat everybody at Cornhill, which is always great. <laughs> so, again, it is it is about wins and losses when it comes to college football. Western Kentucky lost that game. They were a 10-point favorite. They played absolutely horrible. But college football, to me, is so much more than just wins and losses. It's getting together with families and friends. It's doing this podcast, college football, father now, daughter style with my father, with my father, with my daughter. <laughs> so college football, it, it's more than just the game. I think it, it's, it builds community with friends and family. So I absolutely love it. Absolutely. So, so I had a great weekend. Good. So tailgating with friends and family is great. But in our next segment, Laura and I are going to discuss the worst things of, the, of this week in college football. Okay, Laura, I'll let you go first on what was the worst thing about this week. Yeah, so I've, I've gotten feedback from you before, Dad, that not all of my good and bad things should be about Michigan State. And really, if, if it had just been about the game this weekend, I, I don't think that it would have been. So Michigan State played at Michigan. And I expected that Michigan State was going to lose. That was one of the games that we picked. Um, Michigan's a pretty good team this year. Don't know if they're top five, but, you know, they're, they're a good team. And Michigan State has been having a down year. It happens sometimes. Um, but So, about the game, <laughs> I agree with all that. And I thought Michigan State played decent on the football mm -hmm. field. I think they, they held Michigan from getting in the end zone. Michigan State's offense looked bad, but I thought there, I thought there was positives you could have taken away from that game. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but that whole game in and of itself was kind of overshadowed by the fight that happened in the tunnel after the game. Um, so Michigan only has one tunnel, um, and they've had incidents before in the tunnel where um, Michigan players will get into altercations with the opposing team. Um, and that's what happened. There was one Michigan player or two Michigan players who were both kind of by themselves. I don't know exactly what was said, but there was definitely like he's interacting with the, Mich the Michigan players, interacting with the Michigan State players. And then 10 of them just like throw him on the ground, kick him, punch him. Like uh, it's it's unacceptable behavior from anyone, even if they're provoked. The, the other picture that I saw was even more disturbing 
was the non-helmeted Michigan player getting hit by a helmet of a Michigan State player, which was kind of upsetting yeah. to see something like that. Yeah, again, like I said, it, it's just unacceptable behavior and not the way that representatives of Michigan State University should behave. Um, eight players were suspended indefinitely from that incident on our team and just kind of the overall attitude and morale and how people feel about the program right now, I would say is very low because that's, you you understand going out and giving your all on the field. You understand being frustrated, but just that, that, that was bad to a level that should never be a part of college football. So I thought about talking about this and I wasn't for sure if you, you would because I'm looking at the leadership of the two universities, and I look what Mel Tucker says. He suspended those eight players pending further investigation and, and what's going on. And I'm not saying that those two Michigan players deserved anything, but if you listen to Jim Harbaugh, and, and that's why I have a hard time liking Michigan, it was no blame at all on Michigan's part, no blame on these two um, kids. And again, it's not their fault they got jumped, but if you're poking the bear if you're screaming at this team you're 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 taunting them they're again most responsibility unacceptable behavior i totally agree with you but the why i can't root for michigan is they think they're holier than thou and they don't deserve any no blame whatsoever in this whole incident and i disagree and i think they do so that might be negative that might not be politically correct or whatever but i'm telling you michigan no, i like go ahead oh. I was gonna say I couldn't be on Twitter just from like all of the discourse from yes. both sides around it, right? Yes. So. so yeah, not I, a good thing. Not a good thing. So we will move on from that. So I will go about my worst thing. So I thought about starting out with talking about a great thing. Louisville beat number ten Wake Forest. Awesome, awesome thing. But I decided to go with something bad how quick football programs are to fire their coaches. Mm -hmm. So earlier this year, Wisconsin fired Paul Christ. Christ was 67 and 26. He was there for seven years. He had four double-digit winning seasons, won the Rose Bowl in 2019. <laughs> what did he do wrong to get fired? He got blown up by Ohio State this year and then lost to a decent the Illinois. Number two ranked team in the country, by the way. Right. I, <laughs> And then he lost to Illinois, who had Wisconsin's former coach. So this past week, Auburn fires their coach, Brian Harson. After one and two thirds of a season, they fired him. How can you? How can you tell he's not going to get Auburn competing? How do you know this? And I hate bringing up stupid Kentucky, but I was looking up Mark Stoops' head coaching record. His first year, Mark Stoops was two and ten, not very good at all. Years two and three, he was five and seven. Again, probably enough to get people fired these days. But Miss um, Barnhart, especially Kentucky, in the SEC, especially in the SEC, um, four and five years, he was seven and six. Six and six won their bowl game. Still not super great, but making progress. Year six, he turns it around. They were ten and three, great year. So now he's in his 10th season. And Kentucky thought they were competing for an SEC title. Realistically, they weren't. They still aren't competing. I mean, I'm not being mean, but no. if they get rid of Stoops, who are they going to get? He's built a solid program at Kentucky. 
and give him a couple more years, and maybe the one magical season he can upset Georgia, Tennessee, and Florida all in the same year because that's what it's going to take. <laughs> but if he never does it, he still has a program at the University of Kentucky. And Kentucky's and, – and, again, I don't want to set him for mediocrity, but I don't think Kentucky's mediocre. I think Kentucky's a really good program, and that's what it takes. So mm-hmm. what scares me is these UFL fans – with Satterfield, UofL's coach, he starts out eight and five, went four and seven over COVID, six and seven last year. So he's in his fourth season, if you count COVID as a whole year. He's five and three, but I'm telling you, he could easily finish six and six. Win this week against James Madison, lose their next three, go six and six. But we have to give him time. We're going to get that's better. Jeff Brom doesn't want to come here. He told us that four years ago. And based on has what's he done with Purdue? <laughs> what's he done with Purdue? Right. Why is Brom any better? So if we get rid of Satterfield, we set the program back two or three years. Yeah. So I, I agree with you that and the kind of money that they paid Harson too. <laughs> yes. It's like $15 million to not coach football. <laughs> well, I, I thought two years ago they were crazy for getting rid of Gus Melison. I mean, he's... Yes! He's, he, he has beaten Nick Saban more than any other man alive. <laughs> yes. So, so my worst thing is, is that instant gratification. Win me now, games. And, and I don't think college football programs, I don't know if athletic directors get pressure from the alumni, from the fan base donors the the boosters who they're getting pressure from but they need that long-term vision so that's what scares me a little bit that's what has me sad about this week in college football that so, is a very fair thing to be sad about yes so i do have faith in scott satterfield but i even have more faith in our guest picker of the week <laughs> our guest picker does not know a great deal about college football but he does know how to do research so I have faith he researched his picks this week. All the way from the gateway of the West, St. Louis University's own PhD student, my son, Miles Hesse. Hello. <laughs> I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for having me. We are so excited you're finally here on College Football Father-Daughter Style. Thanks for making time in your super busy schedule. It is my pleasure. I love this podcast so much. It helps me um have things to talk about around my straight friends uh (laughs) even though i'm like i think four weeks behind on where i should be um i can still throw out some things like oh did you see that michigan state game they're really not doing as well as my sister thought (laughs) so so here here's listeners here's what's really funny so miles is he's like four weeks behind the podcast but to him Every week's fresh. He doesn't know who won or lost these games. He could listen to it and be like, whoa, this is exciting. And it's not like old information. So it's all fresh. He doesn't follow Reddit college football on Twitter to get like minute by minute sassy updates. Exactly. So, Laura Miles, are we ready to pick some games? I am beyond ready. And I'm going to go six for six and show you all that. Uh, picking games is fake and that you can do 45 <laughs> minutes worth of research on a Monday night and do just as well as someone who lives and breathes college and football. We'll find out next week. Okay, let's play that open. So pick me. Choose me. Love me.
So last week I was three and two. Laura, another bad week, was two and three. Our guest picker, Megan, was two and three as well. It was very tough picks. So I increased my lead by one over Laura. I am 32 and 26, six games over 500. Laura is 28 and 30, two games under 500. I have a four game lead on Laura. And this was recent. This was in the past like two weeks that you've passed me. And I'm just, I'm in a slump, but I'm getting out of it tonight, despite Miles's bravado. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you and Miles both can go maybe six. You know, maybe you got all the same picks. I want to give a shout out though to our email pickers. We always love our email pickers. Most email submissions this week. And maybe next week at that beginning, what we're going to take some of these comments. You all have wonderful rationale for um, picking your games and, and your comments on the show. We appreciate it. But Anthony was three and two, and that was our best picker. We had some tough games. Everyone else was two and three last year. So way to go, Anthony, going three and two. Okay, so let's start out with our first game, Oklahoma State and Kansas. So I'm going to go first, if you don't mind, Laura. And Miles. That sounds good. So last week, I picked Oklahoma State, and I even said they were still in contention for a playoff berth. Well, they got blown out by Kansas State, 48 to nothing, ending their chances to make the playoffs. I gooched them like I gooched Texas A&M, and I gooched USC. So Oklahoma State's gone. However, Kansas is on a three-game losing streak. And they started that season 5-0. and They hosted college game day. If you remember, I said, I think Kansas could lose their next seven games. And they were 5-0 and <laughs> and go 5-7. and And Laura, I'm not changing that. Oklahoma State's going to bounce back. Kansas loses four in a row. Miles, who do you like between Oklahoma State and Kansas? Yeah. So I think that... Um, Neither one have a lot of musicals that take place in those states. Um, the two oh, biggest, <laughs> the two biggest contenders is Oklahoma and the Wizard of Oz, and I'm giving that one to Oklahoma as being better because it won the best revival in 1999. And the Wizard of, of Oz is still looking for the best revival. And this is for the, the, the O Olivier, not Tony, just to put that out there. Understand, um, totally. And neither one is a particularly good state, with Kansas only being marginally better. So, like, they're on even ground there. Ooh. But I do think that the Jayhawks will follow up on the Wildcats in representing the Sunflower State um, against Oklahoma State. So I'm giving this one to Kansas. Well, that was so, crazy. Okay. Let me just be clear. When you say you did research, you meant on the states and musicals and not on the football programs that we're picking. I mean, I did <laughs> research, period. Okay, it is so, very scattered. Yes. So you're saying Oklahoma State gets the nod because Oklahoma's a better musical than um, Wizard of Oz. But, so were, right. but but Kansas is a better state than Oklahoma. <laughs> right. And what was the third reason? That I think that the Jayhawks will follow up the Wildcats, the Wildcats resounding thumping of 
Oklahoma State last weekend. I understood a little college football reasoning in there. I got gotcha. <laughs> you. Yeah. Yeah. me for perfect. Okay, Miles <laughs> likes Kansas State Wildcats. Okay, Kansas right. Jayhawks. Oh, right, because he. You're right. It's the Kansas Jayhawks. Okay, Laura. Okay, so for longtime listeners of the show, you will be aware that I have a very rocky relationship with Oklahoma <laughs> State. And last week, I issued a formal apology to them for doubting that they were top 10 material. And now I have to take it back. So <laughs> that's how I have to start out. Not at K-State last week is unacceptable. Not top 10. I'm going to continue to hate on Oklahoma State. You're but going Jayhawks. I wanted to. But Kansas, like you said, ever since game day came to Lawrence, I think they cursed us. Jalen Daniels got injured in that game. He hasn't been back yet. And the last Kansas game that we picked, Kansas was playing Oklahoma. And Oklahoma just got blanked by Texas the week before, very similar to how Oklahoma State just didn't score any points against Kansas State. And that just feels way too similar for me to not, because um, again, trying to play, do it with my brain hasn't been working out the past couple of weeks. So with my heart, I feel like it's a deja vu. And I am going to pick against Kansas because when teams score zero points the week before, they come back and just beat up on the Jayhawks with a vengeance. So I am picking OK State, but I hope I'm wrong. OK. You will good. be very wrong, Laura, because <laughs> Kansas is going to win. <laughs> OK, our next game is Texas and Kansas State. So before we begin, just a little side note. And I think week in and week out, the Big 12 has the most intriguing matchups. I think if we go back and check, and I haven't done it, but I'm going to do it for next week, I think we selected more Big 12 games, Laura, than we have any other conference, because I think they're the most balanced, most intriguing conference. Agree or disagree? I agree. There's, it's hard to say who's going to win any given week. Agree. Okay. So, Laura, you get to go Texas, K-State. Yeah. So, um, I just mentioned that last week, um, K-State shut out Oklahoma State. I think that they're one of the better defensive teams in the Big 12 right now. Um, their backup quarterback, Will Howard, threw four touchdowns in that game as well. Um, and he's replacing Adrian Martinez, um, who is practicing this week. But even when, um, even if they have to go with Howard again, I think that they've got a pretty solid, um, pretty solid performance. Um, I'm going to do for this one, though, my tried and true common opponent method <laughs> that has worked occasionally in the past. Um, Texas lost to Oklahoma State <laughs> in quarterback Quinn Ewers' first game back the week before Kansas State then shut out Oklahoma State. So by that logic, one team loses to them. The other team shuts them out. It doesn't get any easier than this to say horns down, picking K-State. K-State. Okay, Miles. Yeah, so for the I think for the first time in the 26 years I've known Laura, I agree with her wholeheartedly. <laughs> um, and because what I think it comes down to is the mascot. That the, the Longhorn is, is prey. That the Wildcat will kill them <laughs> every single time. I think K-State wins, wins, wins. <laughs> Wildcat over the Longhorn. Very good. That's right. So Laura said most of what I was going to say, Texas is coming off a bye week. I think they're going to be a little bit stronger, a little bit ready to go. 
But as Laura said, Will Howard in a backup role. He's a junior quarterback, so he's not in. He doesn't have game experience, but he's a mature, experienced um, person. Four touchdowns, as Laura said. No interceptions last week. I like Kansas State in Manhattan. I'm going Kansas State also. Okay, Alabama LSU. Miles, I'd like to get your take on this game to begin with. Sure, definitely. So this one was really tough for me because I think it's going to be a really close game. Bama has dominated the last decade of their matchups. They won nine of the last 10 games that they've played. But I hate Tuscaloosa with a passion. (laughs) Worst vacation I've ever been on. I will think about that when I'm like dead and buried. So I can't give a win to the Crimson Tide. So don't roll tide. Crash against the beach. LSU gets it. Sounds good. So my opinion is Alabama this year, they struggled for Alabama. They should have lost week two to Texas. I think they should have lost week six to A&M. And as we do know, they lost to Tennessee. They're playing a night game in Baton Rouge. LSU can still win the West if they beat Alabama. So I'm going Brian Kelly and the Tigers with Miles in the upset, LSU. Woot woot. (laughs) So I agree with you that there are few places that are more difficult to play than Death Valley in a night game. Morning games, you know, that that's a toss-up if the LSU fans will be there or how they're going to be, but they will be at this game and they will be rowdy. Um, like you said, Alabama has looked very beatable um, and LSU has a very balanced, productive offense. Uh, the past three games, they've had over 500 yards that split evenly between rush and pass, which you really like to see. Um, I, I think LSU has a chance to do it, but... Uh, Vegas doesn't think that they will. It's a 13 and a half point spread. That's a big spread. And uh, again, I, I want to be for them, but I, like Miles said, Alabama wins games. They know how to win. Nick Saban knows how to win. He hates losing more than any man alive. <laughs> I'm going to go against you guys and pick Alabama. Laura goes Alabama. Okay. Our next matchup is Clemson versus Notre Dame. So, Last week, Notre Dame showed some grit in beating Syracuse pretty handedly. And this is Clemson's really only tough game the rest of the year, unless we're going to count my Louisville Cardinals the following week, and we'll see about that. But this is really their chance to not go undefeated if they lose this game. Um, Two years ago, Notre Dame upset number one ranked Clemson in South Bend. I did some research. I counted games, and Notre Dame is 13 and six since 2010 versus ranked teams at home. So I'm going with another big upset, and I think Notre Dame wins at home, upsetting the Clemson Tigers. Laura, I will give Notre Dame some credit this year for playing a tough schedule, which is not something that they always do, right? <laughs> Um, however, I do want to point out that with that tough schedule, they are five and three, and one of their three losses is to a Sun Belt team. And like not Go even Marshall. the best team, not even the best team in the Sun Belt, a very <laughs> mediocre Sun Belt team. Um, and 
I, I didn't want this to be true, but I think over the course of the season, Clemson has shown us that they are the best team in the ACC. Even if the ACC is down this year, Clemson is miles above the Sun Belt and Notre Dame in terms of physicality and speed. Um, Clemson is only favored by four points in this game, which surprised me. Is that really just the spread? Notre Dame is always over. Vegas loves Notre Dame. <laughs> um, and I am going to give the nod in this one, though. Um, to the more physical Clemson Tigers, they're going to cover, but it's only a four-point spread, so it won't be that difficult. Okay. And Miles? So I think that what this game is going to come down to is the people in the political world who are gay from each of these states, places. Um, South Bend uh, has Mayor Pete, and you really can't beat Mayor (laughs) for queer representation on the national scale. Um, With the only person from South Carolina, the entire state, who's a gay person in in like on that that platform is Jason Elliott, who is a um how who's in the state house of house of representatives, and he's a Republican, and so I'm not quite sure how that gay Republican works. So I think he has a lot he needs to figure out there, and if that is any representation of the state or of of Clemson, really, I don't see how you can give the win to anyone but Notre Dame. So, Laura, I think we might be broadening our um, <laughs> fan base here tonight. So that's what I'm here for. That's I right. love. I love to hear the ra- the inner workings of my brother's brain. I really do. It's a fascinating place. <laughs> I didn't know South Carolina had a gay Republican state legislature, so I learned something today. <laughs> our next game: Wake Forest and. NC State, staying in the ACC. Laura, you can um, go first on this one. So, looking at their games last week, NC State barely snuck by a bad Virginia Tech team where Wake Forest had eight turnovers in route to a whooping by a mediocre Louisville team. Go Cards. (laughs) They're mediocre. We won. However, when you look a little closer at that NC State game, they got a spark of life in the second half when they so their their starting quarterback is hurt and they had their backup in and at halftime it was 21 to 3 and they started true freshman quarterback MJ Morris off the bench in the second half he threw three second half touchdowns and their defense shut out um, Virginia Tech so I think that's a lot of momentum Morris has been named the starter for this upcoming week um, and I I liked the Wolfpack at the beginning of the season. I liked their defense and their grit. I think they're going to maybe not force as many turnovers as Louisville did last week, but definitely slow down the Wake Forest offense. NC State Wolfpack in this one. Wolfpack. Miles. So I'm going to disagree with you hard, Laura. And I think that it's really because of the coaches that NC State just doesn't have the, the steaminess factor on their side. For all of the people that are listening who are attracted to men, Dave Clausen is a silver fox. And when you are the demon deacons being led by a silver fox, nothing can stop you. Wake Forest all the way, plus someone in my cohort um, during my master's program went to Wake Forest too. 
and he's doing very, uh, very, uh, very well now. So I think that that is going to be indicative of how Wake Forest performs. Okay, so Miles likes Wake Forest. So I believe this game is offense versus defense. Wake is averaging 39 points per game, 13th in the nation. NC State's only giving up 17 points per game. It scares me to say this because I'm agreeing with Miles, but I think Wake's going to hold on to the ball better than they did last week and beat the Wolfpack. I like the Demon Deacons also. And then to our final game, which I think is the highest-rated matchup we have this season so far, and it's the game I'm looking forward to more most this season, Tennessee versus Georgia. So Georgia's an eight-point favorite, and I hear people talking about the SEC getting three teams in the playoff. Tennessee's going to lose to Georgia. Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC's title game. Three, lo- three one-loss SEC teams. You know what? A lot of stuff has to go on. I think Alabama could lose this week to LSU. Tennessee could beat Georgia this week, and then again, none of these scenarios play out. I think Tennessee has a quarterback that was not a household name till this year, kind of like Joe Burrow from um, 2019, and we know how that ended for Joe and the LSU Tigers. I'm going that Tennessee's keeping its magical season alive, beats Georgia between the hedges, Rocky Top, Tennessee. Laura? No singing today, Dad? I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? I'm I'm just not feeling it. I had the lyrics and everything ready to go, but I backed off at the last minute. So I agree with you that this is a game that I'm really excited to watch as a 1v2 matchup, or if you want to take the college football playoff ratings into consideration that came out earlier today where Tennessee is one. It could be a 1v1, number one in the AP in Georgia versus number one in the CFP in Tennessee. Where did Georgia, uh, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, Where's, I didn't, I, honestly, not going to lie, I saw it on Twitter. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, go on. Um, so it could be a 1v1. Um, and what this game, to me, really comes down to, though, is the defense. Because both of these teams, as you said, have very exciting, dynamic offenses. Tennessee is number one in the most yards of offense per game, and Georgia is number two. They both are in the 550s in terms of yards per game. However, on defense, Georgia gives up the fourth fewest yards per game, while Tennessee is 82nd. That's a massive difference when you're thinking in terms of people don't score on Georgia, and Tennessee wins super exciting shootouts. But I think the Georgia defense will slow down Hendon Hooker and the Tennessee offense. Go dogs. Go dogs. Okay, Miles, final pick of the evening. All right. So as our listeners might not know, I love the Real Housewives. <laughs> and the Real Housewives of Ed- of Atlanta was really spearheaded by none other than Ms. Nene Leakes. And she is from nowhere else other than Athens, Georgia, where Georgia is located. And I'm just really going to let Nini be my voice because as Nini Leak says, why be so nasty and so rude when I can be so fierce and so successful? And I think that that just sums up how Georgia's going to play. They won't be nasty. They won't be rude. They will just be fierce, successful, 
and beat Tennessee. Beat Tennessee. So Laura and Miles have Georgia together. So great picks, everyone. I can't wait to see if Laura's going to close the gap or Steve's going to pull away like he did last week. Kind of like our closing segment last week. We played a game where we had to make up songs for different universities, and I won that. So today we're going to play a new game, and I wonder if Laura can win. I will absolutely do my best. I think we're having technical difficulties because we can't hear that sound coming through. So... You're just going to have to sing it then. (laughs) I am going to have to sing it. So what we're going to do is we're going to play college football password open not open so sorry thrown for a loop so we're going to play football password so here's how we play the game miles is going to remove his headphones so he can't hear the password then laura and i will be given a word related to football and we will take turns giving miles one word clues until he guesses the word whoever clue he guesses they get that point do we understand how we're playing I think it's clear. Miles, you good? I'm good. Okay, Miles. So take your headphones off. I'm going off. Okay. So, Laura, the first pass football password is touchdown. Okay. Okay, let's bring Miles back. Miles Hesse is back in the house. Okay, Miles Hesse is back in the house. And we will have... Laura, you can go first. Okay, so the word that I'm going to say is gore. Longhorn. Not correct. So, Laura, so you can talk this through if you wanted, Miles, however you want to do it. So, what was your word again one more time, Laura? My word was score. That's what I thought, score. I thought you said it gore like that yeah. a longhorn's horns would like gore someone that if i had said gore longhorn would have been an excellent guess but uh i said score okay so let's go again i figured that wasn't the right word okay so laura says score so do we want miles yes. to guess again miles can guess again because he didn't hear the word right um touchdown Good good job, Miles and Laura. So Laura has one point. Okay, so we see how that game's played. So Miles, if you don't understand, ask to repeat the word to make sure we we're we're all on the same page. You got it. Okay. I would find it enjoyable to hear your thought processing. Fantastic. And unlock the inner workings of your brain for us on air a little bit. Would love yeah. that. Okay. So Miles, take your headphones off. Going off. Okay. Can you hear me, Miles? Nope, he's off. Okay, so our next password, Laura, is Bumble. Okay. Okay, let me bring Miles back. Miles is back. Okay, Miles is back. So I get to go over, get to give the first word. Are you ready, Miles? Absolutely. Turnover. All right, so I'm thinking turnover. And I'm feeling like you don't mean, like, the pastry. <laughs> I'm just going to not follow that line of thought. Instead, I'm, like, the uh, word association that I'm going with is, like, turnover on downs. So I'm going to say downs. 
Okay, so that is not correct. So, Laura, you can now give him a clue. Okay, my clue is lost. L-O-S-T. Sure, so a turnover, there's lost stuff going on. I'm thinking that this might be, like, that a turnover might happen and or yardage might be lost when, like, a sack happens. Because then, like, it could pop out of the, of the, the, uh, uh, throwy person's hands. So I'm going to say sack. Man. Okay. That's okay, Mars. So now it's my turn to give you a clue. Okay. I'm going to go for drop. So we have turnover, we have lost, and we have drop. Yes. Um, I'm just going to go incomplete. Okay. Okay, Laura, your turn to give another clue for you. Clumsy. Bumble. Oh, okay. So. (laughs) 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 What was your word, Miles? Bumble. Yes. Yay. (laughs) Good job. Okay, so that is now two zero for Laura. Okay, Miles, I need you to go off headphones again. Going off. Okay, are you ready, Laura? I'm ready for the word. Hail Mary. Okay. Okay, let's bring Miles back. I'm back. Okay. And Laura, you get to go first this time. Okay. My word is prayer. Prayer. Oh, a Hail Mary. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good at sports. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> nice job. That okay. does come from my years of Catholic school. <laughs> so thank you to all of my past teachers, principals, which includes my dad. Thank you. Okay, get off headphones again because I need to get a point here. Okay? Bye-bye. Bye. Can you hear me, Miles? Okay, let's go shotgun. Okay. Okay, let's bring Miles back. Hello, hello. Okay, Miles is back. I get to go first this time. Yep. I'm going to go rifle. All right, rifle. I'm thinking a, a, a gun, um, a hunter thing. Um, a rifle, rifle, that's something that goes a long distance, but we already said Hail, uh, Hail Mary, so what could... Shotgun! Shotgun! Yes, yes, yes! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now it's three to one. Good job, Miles. Using that. Okay, let's take you off headphone again. Going off. Okay, he can't hear us now. Laura will go holding. Okay. Okay, bring Miles back. I'm back. Okay, Laura, you get to go first. Okay, my clue for you, Miles, is hands. Hands. So you could have like like throwing hands, like Michigan State did to Michigan. <laughs> and uh, you could have like a handoff. So I'm gonna say pass. Pass. Okay, so we have. Loris, what'd you say? Hands? Hands. I'm going to say grab. 
All right, so uh, grab, like you would grab the football, like the sport that we're talking about. So maybe interception. Okay. My next clue for you, Miles, is penalty. Okay, so now I'm thinking that this is like like a technical uh, thing that might happen, like a bad thing. And I don't know if I know the word. So like, I'm thinking like if you push someone or like like roughhouse with someone. Um, uh, red flag. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what have we said so far? You said hands, grab, penalty. Okay. Carry. Carry. Um, so, carry. Like, is it a thing when, like, you you pick up the quarterback and run back with them? <laughs> <laughs> Safety. Okay, Miles. My clue for you is affection. <laughs> so we have hands, grab, penalty, carry, affection. Gatorade. Because I'm thinking like you might dump the Gatorade on the coach when they carry you to victory as a sign of affection. Mm. Oh, no. I think our <laughs> listeners are going crazy also. <laughs> no, I'm going crazy. I've got uh, another one though, I do. Okay, so I'm gonna say couple. Couple. Um a couple. So I'm thinking two, and I'm trying to remember what the not point after touchdowns called, but when you like get the, the, the two points because couple means two. Um uh, what's it called? It's a safety, uh, which you already said. I thought safety was when it goes back. <laughs> I think he's thinking of a two-point conversion. Yes. Yes. Two-point conversion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Last clue, Laura. Last clue, Miles. Come on. Okay. You, you gotta, you gotta think. You gotta think. We're doing like brother, sister, mind reading stuff. That's gonna be like our family's next podcast. Baby. <laughs> this is a family-friendly show, right? So, like, <laughs> I almost just wanted to, to say a, a curse word because baby means nothing to me. Um, <laughs> baby. baby. Think of all those clues put together. So, grab, hands, penalty, affection, couple, baby. Um... This is mean. I have no clue. Um, baby, affection, couple, uh, reproduce. What do what do couples do with their hands? They hold them. Holding. Oh. So we didn't get that one. That was very good thought process, Miles. That was wonderful. <laughs> so that was 
our last our, our last clue. So Laura ends up winning three to one. So now we're one to one in the games. And I'm gonna play our open right now because we're done with the game and it was a very good open. So I want to make sure we hear that. Can we play that now, Kelly? Welcome to Football Password, <laughs> where our celebrity guest, Miles, will attempt to guess the password with the clues Laura and Steve will give him. Let's play Password. <laughs> so if we had that before, I think it would have helped the game go along. People would have understood a little bit better. But um, I think that I would have guest holdings i totally agree miles totally agree so miles thank you so much for joining us on college football father daughter style we we loved you here we love your thought processes we loved your your different perspective you have on things so no, thank you thank you for hosting me this has been a lovely time and now i will be able to tell all my friends i was a guest on a football podcast with no qualifications that's right. So don't forget, listeners, you can always email us. Tell us what you think about Miles' opinions on things. Fatherdaughterstyle at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts. Listen to us next week. College football, father-daughter style. L's up. Go Green. <laughs>